the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape in your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Psalm 89. Psalm 89, verse 33. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him so there will be no time that you look at him and see my zero loving kindness no I'll be there nor allow my faithfulness to fail my covenant I will not break nor utter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Praise the Lord. No wonder David has such, because he knew something too of the Lord. So with this in mind, could this be why he always sounded this way? Look at Psalm 23. Let me read from verse 1. I'll just read. The Lord is my shepherd. Hello? I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. <laughs> yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare you know, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You see, from the prophecy we, or rather, God's statement in 89, you begin to realize that it was personal. Given that that's his character, that's the way he deals with all of his creatures, particularly human beings, but this was specific to him, to David. And for the avoidance of doubt, he said, I will not lie to David. But the amazing thing is that David wrote this out. So David was saying, yes, this is general, but I want you to know that this is specific to David. He didn't just say to me, he put his name there, to David. God will never lie to David. There's a level of knowing and understanding and acceptance of what God has said that will make a man speak that way.
Because he says, once I have sworn in my holiness, or by my holiness, I will never lie to David. Now, so it becomes easy by the grace of God for David to say, the Lord is my personal shepherd. And so I shall not want. Because the words that's gone out of his mouth, he will never take back. He will never break his covenant. Even in my inadequacies and my idiosyncrasies as man, you know, he sees my heart. But where peradventure I sin, or I am, not even sin, failing him, he says, that's you. But I will not utterly remove my loving kindness. I have made up my mind concerning you, David. So when David was talk, he said, I. He will not lie to David. And I says, David, he will not lie to David. I hope you understand that manner of speech. It's then to make it as personal as can be to his hearers. So it's easy for him to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me. He leads me. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Not such, not such that I could impress him. For his name's sake. Now we begin to understand the understanding of people like Paul who really walked in this kind of path and even much more. He said, for it is God that walks in you both to will and to do. Even of his good will, there's no room for boasting. For sure. It's God. If God does not lie, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He now decides to make some declaration concerning his life. Yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall. Yeah. Because God is with me. He that will never lie, that voluntarily declared to me, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He's always preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's always anointing my head with oil in the presence of my enemies. He's always making sure my cup overflows in the presence of my enemies. So he now concluded from his declaration. Surely then goodness and mercy shall all the days of my life. Surely, because he who cannot lie has said it. So I know that goodness is following me. Any way you turn it around, any way you look at it, mercy is always available. All the days of my life. And so I will dwell. It's not just a wish now. He will cause me to constantly dwell in his house. And of course, you know what his house means. Even my Bible really explains that. Every time you hear house in the Bible, whether you're looking at Old or New Testament, is the presence of God. You say New Testament? Yes. 
what we call church, the house of God. With the building, we are not too far. But it's not so much the building, it's the congregation of the people. The called out ones, the ones in whom he lives, who are gathered together. He lives in us individually and he lives in us corporately. Is his presence. And whether you take the individual, you know what makes it more his presence? He said, My father and I will come and once you open, we will make that place a permanent home. It's his presence. If you look at it in the, I mean, following the writings of Paul, oh. say, Be careful how you build on this foundation because we are all precious stones. Come on. We are stones used in the building, the house of God, which he occupies. Hello. And Paul will say it's like the past of a body. Every one single part makes the body. And interestingly, who is the head of the body? Who is the body? We. And where does he live? In the body. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that was in you? So I begin to see something very interesting here and I'm so grateful to God because goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I say goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus. What if you don't say in the name of Jesus? Because it has already been sealed with the name and the blood of Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, it's for you to be able to align yourself. It's not for God to do. He has done it. Yes. So is you realizing it now that is the issue. It's my realizing it that is the work. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house. Look at Psalm 27 quickly. I'm just trying to give you one, one more thing about David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. It's always his. It's always his. He's everybody's God and Lord, yes, but he's mine. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come together or came together to eat, my, to eat of my flesh, my enemies and fools, they stumbled and fell. Why? Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Why should I fear when the Lord is the strength of my life? Hallelujah. The war may rise up against me. In this will I be confident. Yes. One thing I have desired. One thing I have desired. One thing I have desired. I won't be distracted from that. Of the Lord. And that will I seek. That will I pursue. And what is it? That I may dwell where? In the house of the Lord forever. There is something that is more important to David than any other thing. Hello. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. He said, once I have sworn by my holiness, I will never lie to David. I will never break my covenant. And David said, I know. That's why I will forever dwell in his presence. He's dependable. When everything fails, he doesn't fail. I will. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, doing what? Beholding the beauty of the Lord. Hallelujah. And to inquire in his temple. Then you can read the rest. Turn to 51. Psalm 51. This was when he fell. 
committed adultery and murder. And the devil got him where he wanted him and the devil could have destroyed him forever. Because when the devil cornered you and you're careless to let him get the best of you, he wants to tell you you have gone. He wants to tell you that didn't you, didn't you have pleasure? And looking at God, don't you see that you are totally lost? Why don't you just stay? No, because you're a covenant child of God. Face God. I would rather God slaps you ten times than the devil rub your head and say, well done. Did somebody hear me? Can I repeat myself? I would rather God slaps me ten times than the devil saying, don't mind, well done. I don't want his well done. His well done is hell. His well done is ultimate destruction. I would rather God slaps me ten times. And David knew this, remember, when he, when, when, he, when he committed the sin of counting the people. Why is this a sin? Because God didn't expect him to. He knew God wouldn't want him to. But somewhere along the line, I think, I don't know what happened, but he leaned on the arm of the flesh and he counted the people preparing for war. And God, wait a minute. Do I say by numbers? And God said, choose the punishment you want. <laughs> he said, don't let the devil deal with me. Don't let man deal with me. Do whatever you want with me. Because with you is mercy. Your loving kindness is forever. Deal with me any way you want. But don't let man. And don't let the devil. Can you see understanding of his presence? Will you want to hurt such a loving God? Deliberately? Think about it. So after he had had this problem, he said, have mercy on me, O Lord. Why? Because what connects me and God is his mercy. You know what his mercy stands for? His loving kindness and mercy. Covenant. Anywhere you see the sure mercies of David, God's covenant mercy. Anywhere you see loving kindness, God's covenant love, which is not up to anything you've done. You don't deserve it. But he has made up his mind to give you. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression. He now continues. Verse 3 says, For I acknowledge my transgression. And that's the problem. When people don't acknowledge their transgression, that means that they want to continue. You know, my son walked up to me yesterday, my young son. He had gone to bed. I'm in Tibele. Daddy, daddy. I said, you should be in bed. He said, yes, I know, but I want to ask you a question. Okay, please listen to them. They said, no, 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 listen. You don't know what he wants to tell you. So I said, yeah, 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 yeah. So he said, okay. Does God know what I'm thinking? 
I looked at him for a while. I said, yes. Then they stopped. You mean, even when I'm thinking? I said, yes. So God knows when I'm thinking and what I'm thinking. I said, yes. So God knows. Okay. So he walked away. I said to him, I said, even from afar off, he knows what I'm thinking. In terms of distance, before I get to where I will execute it, he knows. And afar off is not just measured in distance, even in time. So space and time define a realm for him. Like it's, they are one spot. So, I acknowledge my transgression and my sins is always before me. <clears throat> Against you, you only are. I thought you killed Uriah. I thought you slept with his wife. Uh, <laughs> God, you only. Because if I fear you, I won't. Men are safe. Women are safe. Children are safe. If I fear you, you only. And it is you only that I have this covenant, not with man. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. But look at this. Then you now say, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. And all right, okay, okay, okay. Seven, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy. And you can't can be at variance with God and be, and be jumping. If truly you know what you are doing, if you truly you know the spirit of the covenant. Make me hear joy and gladness that my bones which have been broken, which you have broken, may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquity. Isn't that, wasn't he prophesying in the New Testament? When you got, get born again, he doesn't cover your sins. He blots them out. He washes them away. Never to be remembered. Ten, particularly, he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now, interesting. Do not cast me away from your presence. That is the cocoa of the matter. That is the core of the issue. Do not cast me away from your presence. Have done what deserves being cast away. But please, you can do anything, not your presence. Say, cast me not away from your presence, O Lord, and take me. Restore.
you know, in Exodus chapter 33. Let me go there. So let's look at the life of one or two other people. Because this year, in the name of Jesus, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit will be different. My fellowship with the Holy Spirit will be different. In the name of Jesus. Exodus 33. From verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, depart and go. Okay. From here, you and the people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, to the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. And I will send my angel before you. And I will drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey. This year, somebody will dwell in the land of milk and honey. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I say you will dwell in the actual sense of it. In the land flowing with milk and honey. In the name of Jesus. When everything about you will be peaceful with God. And when a man finds peace with God. Men have no choice. So when the ways of a man are pleasing to God. Even his enemies. They will seek friendship. Like we found in the time of Isaac. Gera and his military commander. They went looking for Isaac. To make friendship. They went looking, apologizing, going with gifts. Men will look for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's what it means to be a covenant child of God. We give him praise. Yeah. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst. Lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. And when the people heard this bad news, they mourned. And no one put on his ornament. For the Lord has said to Moses, said to the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. I could come up into your midst in one moment and consume you. Now, therefore, take off your ornaments. In other words, uh, God is... my thinking I'm so angry with them look at them they are still doing fashion parade say <laughs> ah. so take off your trinkets ah. at least let me see some soberness on your faces what's wrong with you that's the way my thinking but that's actually what he's saying come on Show me that you understand what I'm saying and you regret your wrong. Now, therefore, take off your enemies that I may know what to do to you. So the children of Israel stripped themselves of their enemies by Mount Horeb. The rest of the story, jump to verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, bring up these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. 
He said, I will send my angel. Didn't you read it? I read it. Did we read it? Yeah. Verse 2. And I will send my angel before you. Now, Moses said, in verse 12, You said to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. No. Your angel is not enough. If you say, I'm sending my angel, and you leave it as such, I know that your angel is representing you, but you said, I will not come. I will send my angel. No, I want you. It's your presence I want. You have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and yet you have told me that. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace. That I have found grace with you. <laughs> now that I know, and you know, that I have found grace with you. Aha. And in your side. So, if I've done that with you, and you have done that to me, then show me your way. Don't say you are not coming with me. Show me how I can keep you coming with me. That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. Because uh, you're not coming for me. It's not an act of grace. But I found grace. I mean, I'm just thinking. David, I mean, Moses seemed to be saying. That I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. You know why I had to say that? Because God said Take your people whom you brought. No, he said, no, God, they are your own. Tell you, your people in front of um, are, are you mine? We are all his. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Did you hear me well? My church. Is it my church? It is his church. Have you ever seen a man that created a church? And stayed there forever with the church. He didn't create any church. God started the church using him. If it's a true church of God. Now therefore I pray you. If I found grace in your sight. Show me your way that I may know you. And I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said. God said. I mean, Moses would not let go. He just kept on, I know, if this and if this and this. Then God said, what did he say? My presence. And I will give you rest. This year, enter your rest. In the name of Jesus, I say, enter his rest. Let his rest define your rest. In the name of Jesus. Aren't you tired of fighting? There are many therefore a rest. Those who have entered their rest cease from their labor. Let God do what he has to do. God is the one securing that rest. It costs to have rest. But God has paid the price and is paying the price. Rest. In the name of Jesus, rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Wow. I think that's what I want to take there. I can stop there, but can I pull it a little bit more? I'm enjoying this presence thing. 
Then he said to him, Moses now said, Can you imagine Moses? If your presence does not go with us, please leave us here. I know it's a land flowing with milk and honey. I know the Perizzites and Jebusites, they will flee at our presence. But without you being there, I don't want. You know, you can interpret it to say, of what gain is it when a man gains the whole world and loses his soul? That's what he said. They will all run. Milk and honey will be plenty. But you will not be there. Mm-mm. Leave me where I am, sir. Because I have come to realize that all that I will ever be in life, I've been and will ever be, is you. Without you, I don't need it. Because it will be more troublesome. But that was when he was now assured that my presence will go with you. I said, if your presence will go, I, 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 I wouldn't have moved. 16. For how then will it be known hmm, that your people have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? This year, they will know that God is with you. The world will know that God is with you. The world will know that you are never alone. This year, in the name of Jesus, is something that you should consciously meditate on and understand. God is with me. How will they know? His presence will always set you apart. His presence is the reason that you will be the light of the world. His presence is the reason that you are a city on a hill. His presence is the reason that the mountains will skip before you. His presence is the reason that chains will will be torn apart of the foundation. Doors will fling open. His presence. Which gate will stand? He said, lift up your head. His presence is the reason why the lions will fall for you in pleasant places. His presence is the reason why men will have no choice but to favor you. It is his presence. It's his presence. Hear what David said. He said, all my goodness is nothing aside from you. Oh! I know it. Here Moses, here David still in Psalm 16. said, the Lord I have set before me. He's I mean, he is always at my right hand. I shall never be moved. People may not see the cockiness or the pride of kingship around you, but they will see the character, the resilience, the achievements. The dread of a king all around you. And they will say, he's so humble. But ah! He's meek, but hey! Isn't that the way we react to God? 
You know why? Because God is in there. God is with you. You are always in his presence. You see, the moment he became assured, he started asking questions. He started demanding for more. It's his presence, see, his presence gives unhindered access. The thing we call being born again is that you now became one with him, no more partition in war. You are free to access everything. That's what his presence does. If I still explain further, to Cyrus, my ano- when he anoints you, that's a, that's a rubber stamp of his presence. And usually it's for assignment. Whose right hand I'm upholding? Guess what will happen? He says, <laughs> the valleys will level up when it's coming. The mountains will flatten out at his presence. Which creature will compete with his creator? When the creator is holding your hand or is dwelling in you. I say a new thing this year in the name of Jesus. So how will the rest of the world see that we're distinguished? Bet for your presence. <laughs> so the Lord said to Moses in verse 17, I will also do this thing. Because my presence will do it. Once my presence is there, they will happen. That you have spoken. For you have found grace. Bottom line, you have found grace. If you have found grace with me, my presence is permanently yours. And isn't that the state of the Christian today? For we are saved by what? Grace through faith. If it's through faith, then we sustain it through faith. That's why the just shall live by faith. It's not a spot visit. Just one day visit or one night visit and go. No, no, no. That's where I reside. I will also do the things which you have spoken of. For you have found grace in my sight. And I know you by name. Tell your neighbor. Say, God knows my name. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm special. I'm not just talking you happy. I hope you know. I'm telling you the truth. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you the truth. You may feel like you are filthy, you are useless, you don't want nothing. Are you still alive? God loves you. He knows where you sit today. And it's about to change your story. For good in the name of Jesus. That's what his presence does. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Remember, he said, and you said that I found grace, and you said you know me by name. He said, Yes, I know you by name. Don't kid yourself. God knows me by name. You can say that of yourself now. Believe you me, he does. He knows me. Oh my goodness, I can feel him now. He knows me by name. He does.
It's a personal thing with him. Even if we have 40 billions on earth, it's a personal thing with him. Then Moses now said, Okay, show me your glory. There's no limit when you get into this rhythm. Then he said, hmm, I will make all my goodness. All my goodness. All my goodness. That is everything I can give to anyone all through the ages. I will make it pass through you. I will pass it. I will make it pass before you. Now I understand why David then will say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He will now conclude by saying, Surely goodness. Oh, so goodness means the entire glory of God is available to me. Show me your glory. I will make all my goodness pass before you. This year, you will walk in the glory of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you will see his glory. Well, I just went that far to say there is no limit to how far with God you can go this year. You're special with him. I can go on. But for those who know, just like we've been seeing in the life of David, there's a confidence. There's no fear. Something happened in Second Kings chapter 6. When the king of Syria will go to arrest Elisha, Elisha knew that he was a man of his presence. So when the servant came out in the morning, he said, my, my father, my father, hey, the chariots of Syria, we are in trouble. No. You never heard Elisha say, we are, we are in his presence. We are in his presence. But why do people say we are in trouble? We are trouble? Because that's what they see. But we are in his presence. Really? Yes. So when he came, the man of God stood for a while. said, greater is he that is with us than he that is with them. Uh-huh. We are two. But we are in his presence. That means that we are in his presence with the entire host of heaven. So don't be affected or surprised or be threatened by this, the armies of men and their weapons and their chariots. Then he did something. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Can you be in his presence and don't even know you are there? Were they no both covenant children of God? But one knew and could see, one didn't know and could not see, and because you are limited to what you see, their attitudes were different. 
And that's one thing I realize. That there be many who don't know that they are perpetually living in the presence of God. And so they do things the way they want. But when that consciousness comes, it will affect everything about your life. And the moment his eyes were open, wow! Ha! <laughs> but the, the man of God didn't stay there. He stop there. He said, as you have opened his eyes, shut their eyes. He said, what do you want? He said, well, come, let me take you there. By the time they got to where they were going, they opened their eyes. He saw they were in captivity. This year, everything that seeks to bind you, because you are in his presence and you are conscious of his presence, will be bound behind you. In the name of Jesus. But there's a fundamental thing here happening, a principle here. You say, what is it? You must be conscious. I looked at what that means, open his eyes. Oh my goodness. And I realized it's the same thing that the Bible says. He said, when? Jesus says, go into all the world. Matthew 28. Making disciples of them. And lo, I am with you all the way. There is a guarantee of his presence with every born again believer. Just like there was with Elisha and his servant. But the difference was knowledge. And one thing I see from that great commission is it's always in the goal that his presence is assured. Goal. So, to start or sustain the goal, his presence. His presence. Even when David fell, he was on a journey with God and that would have been a truncation. His presence. And even the story of Moses, it was after they had been dancing and committing fornication and all building another God for themselves and got Moses to break the, to, to the tablets. It was after that that all this happened. That's why I said, no, they are stiff naked. I'm not going between them. I'm not going among them. The devil always tried to stop you. But what you know will determine how much you allow the devil or disallow the devil. And we can, trace, we can still go on in Acts chapter 1, but you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and then you will be my witnesses. So you keep, you'll be on the go, but it's because my presence, my spirit would have come upon you. And we have it, Holy Ghost, today. We have him around us. We have him on us. We have him in us. Come on. Demonstrate it, I'll tell you. In Acts chapter 27, the Lord, who I am, and who myself, he said, look, you should have listened to me and not said Sarah. But you did. Now there's trouble. People are trying to commit suicide. He said, but hey, hold on a minute. The Lord, who I am, and who myself, his angel is standing here by me. I'm, a, I'm constantly in his presence. So let me assure you. Ooh. And he got it. There's annoying. So I just jumped to the New Testament to let you see that. And then, to conclude this matter, remember that Paul said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Ephesians chapter 1, 
What kind of prayer was that? That what? That God will get you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. And the knowledge of him. So that what will happen? The eyes. Gehazi or the servant of Elisha saw everything about him changed. Now he knew that God was, that did our world with them was more than did our against them. And that's the way we fight our battles. I don't know what is surrounding you today. I don't know what you are scared of. Let me say this. People go around saying, the, the sky will fall, we will die. All right? But please, be reassured that God created the sky. He created you. And God knows what time he has marked for your life. Don't let the devil rob you of a useful future. Through fear and fright. We can trust God. He will never leave. He will never forsake. Regardless of what you are going through today, he will never leave. He will never forsake. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. Leads you beside the still waters. Restores your soul. Whatever your need may be in life, he supplies. Can you really trust him to do what he says he will do? Can you become like Moses and say, now that I know, come on. Come on. The presence of the Lord. If you forget everything, know that he has granted you the Say how? In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. He's in me. He's with me. He's on me. Glory be to God in the highest. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.